What's going on, guys? Welcome back to How About Them Halfbacks, the show where we very rarely talk about halfbacks. I'm Jake. And I'm Nick. And this week, we're going to talk about our experience at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And we should mention that we are together in the same room. Ugh. Just disgust. Yeah. We, we learned today that we hate each other. Yeah, four, three days is the maximum. Yeah, definitely. Past that, no more. But... This morning, you want to tell him or should I tell him? Oh, you should definitely tell him. All right. We met the president and CEO of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Baker Davis. Yeah, it's David Baker. It's it's David Baker. We were just goofing around on the ride back. 30-minute ride since we're staying in Bath, Ohio. <laughs> Come visit us in Bath, Ohio. We won't be here when you get here, guaranteed. It's not coming out till we're gone. But come mm-hmm. visit us in Bath, Ohio. So, uh, what did you think of the whole experience? Um, I thought the ceremony was outstanding. I've had so much fun. This is the second time we've both come to the Hall of Fame, and they—it's such a good presentation of the history of the game that it doesn't. It's, it's not a one-time come-and-see thing. It changes all the time, and it's just fun and exciting to see what they put out. So we saw the 2021 enshrinement class, and because we could not park at the Hall of Fame, nor could anybody else, they had everybody park at the fairgrounds, and they had shuttle buses bring you from the fairgrounds to the stadium. So David Baker, to avoid all chaos, had Peyton Manning speak third instead of being the uh, the main event, the this final man, the final card. This man got a five-minute standing ovation before he said a word. And then everybody left after yeah. he was done, which is kind of messed up. Considering Calvin Johnson and Charles Woodson went after him. Yeah, everybody just got up and left. But I think it was smart to put him there because... Uh, it would have been chaos for all those people. It was still chaos, even with two-thirds of the crowd gone, for everybody to, to leave at once. Because everybody was there to see Peyton. They yeah. all had the jerseys on. Everybody had either Broncos or Colts jerseys on for Peyton. And then the beloved Raiders fans throwing flash mobs like they do in Oakland. It was wild. It was wild, but it was fun. We saw Charles Woodson, so that's all right. We saw Charles Woodson up close and personal. Although, shout out to the scumbags that wouldn't leave him alone. You shouldn't be harassing Charles Woodson. Yeah, like that. come on, man. He That's, was with his mom. Leave him alone, man. We have it on video. We'll post it eventually. I will say we did harass. Uh, <laughs> what's his face? I'm blanking. David Baker. No. Who did we harass? They were going to. Oh, we harassed. Oh, so we sat. We sat. We also saw Kurt Warner and, and Rich Irving. and Rich Eisen. They were doing the NFL Network show. And we were sitting close to where the booth was, and we could see the people, you know, get carted in to go on the show. So we saw Kurt Warner and Michael Irvin get carted in after a couple of the Hall of Famers spoke. And yeah, I guess we called their name a couple times. Yeah, we, we waved. Did. We we just wanted attention. Look, we're just we're big fans. Listen, we know? want we want them to come on the pod. I'm a Giants fan, and uh, you know I don't really care about Michael Irvin, but Kurt Warner, that's that's my guy. Come on, man. Kurt, come on the sh- Kurt ignored all of us. It's yeah, okay. yeah, he totally. Also, everyone us. yelling Kurt and Michael when they were filming. You guys yeah. are jerks. Yeah, that's not fair. That's not fun. So, talking about the the Hall of Fame 
speeches and the ceremony as a whole, I wanted to pose a question to you right. that I told you I was going to pose to you. And we have not discussed this off pod, so okay. this is raw reaction. All right, all right. Do you think that Peyton Manning is the most liked football athlete of all time? Yeah, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say Peyton Manning is equivalent to Michael Jordan of basketball. Well, he's not the GOAT, so he's not. Well, in the sense that everybody knows who he is. Yeah, well, everybody knows who he is, but the most liked. Because I, nobody else I've ever seen get a raw reaction like that. Also, it's different because we were there. Yeah. But I, it but just also, seemed like they went more crazy for Peyton Manning than anybody else. Have but, you have you ever met someone who dislikes Peyton Manning? That's what I mean. I haven't. And it might the family might help and the whole story behind it, but... I feel like there's nobody that dislikes Peyton Manning. I feel like even Tennessee fans yeah. like Peyton Manning or Houston Texan fans like everybody. Would- he's he's done so much for the game. He's just a respectable guy, and it's it's awesome just to see him full circle. Yeah, I I was telling you this off the pot. I think that they, I think I would like to see the sales the Hall of Fame does this year in comparison to the prior years because I think Peyton Manning. Is just such a big name now. Granted, the past couple of years have had big names, but Peyton Peyton's bigger than them all. He's so loved by so many people for his impact on the game that mm-hmm. it made me think. Leaving, we were walking out, and I was like, maybe Peyton Manning is the most liked player in the NFL in NFL history. I mean, the only people I can think of that are more beloved, possibly Jim Brown. Yeah, yeah uh, it seems like whenever he's around in a public space, he's always shown love because he's a legend. Jim Brown is like Bill Russell. Yeah, exactly. He is. He's Bill Russell. He's, he's Bill the, Russell. He's the Bill Russell of the NFL. But, I mean, there's just absolutely no hate. and no. It, he, he could never do anything wrong. No. And also, he hasn't done anything to himself to tarnish his reputation. <clears throat> Deshaun Watson. We'll talk about him later. Mm-hmm. Even, like, the scandal that came out when he retired with him in Tennessee... It was instantly thrown away as not true. What is the scandal? Where Even he though had it was thrown out. Sexual allegations with a trainer from Tennessee. In college? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, probably not. Mm-mm. He married his wife their freshman year. So, was your favorite speech Peyton because that's your favorite player? I'm going to say no. Yeah, it wasn't mine either. It wasn't I actually mine. was a little bit. I mean, he was funny. You know, he kept yeah. that light with the jokes. Uh, we we did boo Tom Brady. No, no, you booed Tom Brady. I, I did boo the Tom entire Brady. stadium booed Tom Brady. I but did not you know boo what? Tom Brady. Good, he deserves a boo. Why? Because he's Tom Brady. But today you expressed feelings of regret. Yeah, I do regret it because you know what? He is a talented athlete and he deserves everything that comes his way. But you know what? It's Peyton show. Don't shout out Tom. Pe- but Peyton chose to shout yeah. out Tom. And and also, I, it was a shot. It wasn't a. It wasn't it like it was a shot. It was right. a shot. It, it was wasn't a like shot. oh Tom. Yeah. But you know what? Respect to Tom for coming. Yeah, you know what? Good for you, Tom. Good for you, Tom. Tom, if you want to come on the podcast, he, Nick will be happy to have you. He's not coming. He's not coming. Oh, wow. You really don't like him. <laughs> I'll skip that episode. Wow. Yeah. Imagine? Yeah. How about them halfbacks with Nick and Tom? <laughs> it might be Tom and Nick because Tom, Tom, Tom wears the pants. Yeah. Uh, Who was your favorite switch? Because mine was Tom Flores, not Tom. No, it's Tom. Is it? Flores? Yeah, it is Tom. We were just there. We don't know. <laughs> we were talking about Tom Brady. Wait, I have the shot. That's all the names on it. It's Tom. It's Tom Flores? It's Tom Flores. Yours was Tom Flores. Yeah. His was really funny. He it kept was. it light. Yeah. He, he got up there and was like, I got to go to bed. He's 90 years old. Yeah. yeah. 
uh, I thought, I yeah, I thought reading, you know, the video they showed before he spoke about yeah. him being an immigrant farmer with his dad and working his way up, becoming the first Hispanic coach in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And then everything he did, I mean, what'd they say? 40 plus years with the Raiders yeah, organization. Which is crazy. Coaching and playing. Uh, just a he remarkable player. He was the first player. quarterback to play in Raiders history. He's the original. That's what the, the, the yearbook said. The original Raiders uh, quarterback in 1960. Uh, he had a phenomenal story. I agree. My favorite speech is probably... It might be John Lynch. John Lynch had a good speech. Yeah, I'm also just a huge fan of John Lynch. Drew Pearson's was great. I love Drew Pearson's. Yeah. Drew Pearson, this man got up on the stage. You guys definitely go watch it. This man got up on the stage, old as can be, and just started jumping around, bouncing around, high energy all the time like he was back on a football field. Man showed off his glutes. With his legs, not his glutes. His legs. <laughs> he, he showed his legs. He pulled up the jacket. Shout out to that woman that kept going. She was going crazy for John Lynch behind us. She, she was. was going nuts. Every time they showed his face, she went crazy. I love you, John. She was really, she was really having it. I thought, I thought John had a really good speech. And I also want to shout out, even though we didn't see it, Isaac Bruce from the 2020 class. His speech was a roller coaster ride. His speech was all over the place, but hilarious. And it, it was just an entertaining speech and easy to digest, especially with some of the longer speeches. Charles Woodson, great speech. Pretty unique. Man sang to his mom to Op- start the speech. Opened it with a serenade. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was telling you at the ceremony, it just seems like most players, their speeches are a list of thank yous or it's their life story. Mm-hmm. But I also felt this year in particular, players took time to... Thank the fans. Well, not only the fans, but like send a message about the future. Like yeah. Peyton had a very strong... Uh, the history of the game is only half of it. We have to make sure it keeps going forward. Yeah, he had a very strong message about that. And uh, same with, with Charles Woodson and even John Lynch. Calvin Johnson, too. Calvin Johnson was talking pretty quiet. Yeah. Well, he was so far away from the mic. Yeah, he was so tall. But his whole message was, if you're hurting, I feel you, and you can get through it. And I think he's talking because that's why he retired. He was in pain. So he's just talking to get people to uh, get help if they need it. And none of us knew that. Yeah. I mean, we, we had Tyler on the pod. He's coming back. Don't worry. We know our ratings were much better with him on the pod. He knows way more about football than we do. Don't worry. We know. I'm not ready to admit that. Uh, we When we had him on for the lineups, we all said, like, oh, it's probably because the Lions organization is just not good. But he came up on stage and admitted that he had a massive back injury and he had to play through pain. For the rest of his career. And the fact that he was playing through pain and put up those kind of stats just made him so much more dominant than everybody mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. He said the pain was what ultimately ended it. He said he couldn't take it anymore. Which, I mean, great for him to admit it all these years later. It's, it's you know, even Boomer said before he brought him out that it's, it's so risky to only play eight or nine seasons. And be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, that just doesn't happen. No. But like we said before, they announced the the class. He he was just so dominant during his time that it's undeniable. He's the That's third youngest player inducted into the Hall. That's the other thing. Homeboy's 35 years old. With Gale Sayers and who was the other guy? Jim Brown. Jim Brown, yeah. 
So, I mean, it's just, he's had, he had just a dominant, remarkable career. And it's hard to say no. Alan Fanka, gotta give him some love. The amount of weight he dropped? Yeah. Yeah. Home I boy, couldn't believe Homeboy was skinny. I didn't even recognize him. I didn't, I didn't even notice that he was, like, if you saw him, he looked like John Lynch's cousin. Yeah. He really, really lost all the weight. He had a pretty strong message to you about preserving the game and you know keeping your dignity going forward and all mm-hmm. that. And it was cool to see them thank all of the people along the way. You don't make the connections at first. Like for John Lynch, Tony Dungy was obvious. Mm-hmm. But then Tony Dungy was also thanked from somebody else that wasn't like clear cut. Oh, Tony Dungy and him played together? It was just, it was weird. Or they had, who was the, who was the guy that that came out and there was like four or five teams we're like who when did he play for all these teams yeah. and then it was only like three teams uh, who did we see the first team? no that was we were talking about that on the podcast or on the ride here that wasn't at the stadium. that was a 2020 class yeah that was 2020 somebody class. from 2020 had like they mentioned all these yeah and somebody was, th- oh because he thanked like tom brady yeah oh because he's from michigan yeah michigan I can't we're remember. Getting, who we're it getting was. we're getting closer. So, Steve Hutchinson was the guy. Yeah. He's the fella. Went to Michigan with Brady. Came into the league. We thought he paid for like eleven teams, but it turned out to just be three. Now his other guy was lobbying for last year to get in the Hall of Fame. So I'm happy he finally got in. He was a Madden legend. And for like the early years he was always like a ninety eight, ninety seven. Uh, what do you think of the exhibits they had at the hall today? I thought the lockers for the people who just got in were pretty cool. That Payne's playbook? Yeah, that was cool. Payne's got some bad handwriting. It's, it's chicken scratch. Oh, boy. It's not good. Uh, how did you... Oh, by the way, just for our millions of viewers, I did lose the bet. His forehead is under six inches. It's only three and a half. They gave him too much hair. They did. He had a lot of hair. He did. He really did. And we haven't been since 2017 in July. So we didn't even see the 2017 class. But to see the other bus, Ed Reed had a cool bust. Ed Reed has some awesome hair. Yeah. Edron James Yeah. had really cool hair. I loved his speech. I told you this off the pod. Going from gold teeth to a gold jacket. That's a great That's one. a bar. Yeah. I love that. That's fantastic. We also um, saw... Um, Ray Lewis is bust for the first time, which, I mean, he's right next to Ed Reed, one of the best safety duos there is. Even though Ed Reed was a middle linebacker, they still played next to each other. Ed Reed did everything. Yeah. He's a legend. Yeah, the exhibits were cool. I was telling you this to find digs, cleats. Mm-hmm. I thought that was nice. The NFL definitely needs to update those uh, videos they have because right now they think that Morton Anderson is the lead scorer in the NFL. Uh, I hate to break it to them, but it's Adam Venateri. I like that this is your beef with the, with, with the exhibits. I, listen, they got to upgrade their stuff. They had Jerry Rice's helmet with suspected blood. Yeah, we're fairly certain Jerry Rice bled on that helmet. Or it made somebody else bleed on that yeah, helmet. There, there was blood on that helmet. Oh, how can we forget? They had Kyle Pitts draft card. Oh, Kyle Pitts. This man is already in the Hall of Fame and hasn't played it down yet. Well, so is the entire uh, first round. Yeah, but Kyle Pitts is much more important, so don't worry about the rest of them. You want to tell everybody you said he was a Hall of Famer before he (laughs) played it down? They had J.J. Watt's arm brace, which was 
cool. They had Joe Namath's crusty leg brace from Super Bowl three. Yeah, it was mega crusty. It was super crusty. The the room for the bus is going to be interesting because it's so full already. They were saying that they might um, move the offices of the people that work there to a different building, and they might make the bus room its own building. That'd be. They'd have to do that. I mean, the game's not going anywhere. In another hundred years, it's gonna be full. Yeah, it's full it's, now. It's, I mean, like, yeah, it's yeah. gonna be a lot. They're gonna have to definitely expand or relocate. Mm-hmm. It's all. It's it's a lot of people. That's a lot of bus to move. Yeah. Well. Right, and then <laughs> we heard they get a rubber bus. Yeah, the the players don't get a bronze bust. They get a but they so after they make the bronze one. They pull the they pour the molds full of rubber, and that's the ones that the players get, which I thought was super interesting. But then again, I thought about it and I'm like, who's gonna let someone check a bronze bust on an airplane on the way home? What if it breaks? Unless it's private. Yeah. <laughs> There's that. You know, I I learned a lot about older players I didn't know, like like we were saying, uh. Tom Flores. I had, I really Never had no idea who he was. Yeah. And to learn about everything he did for the game was was incredible. Awesome. He also did a lot for education. Yeah. He's done a lot in general. Yeah. Didn't well, age well. No. No, it did not age well. That's messed up. But it's all right. Yeah, we, we're not going to get sued. We saw a bunch of stuff. Uh, we saw... Uh, who was it who had the most touchdowns? Interceptions and punts in the season. Sammy Ball. Sammy slinging most, Sammy Ball. The most ridiculous stat of all time is that Sammy Ball in the same year led statistically in punts, interceptions, and passing yards. That's that, ridiculous. I I can't I can't even understand that because players played both sides of the ball. But he did play quarterback and running back and punter. I don't, how do you play running back and quarterback for the same team? I don't know. You just get the ball and you go? just like Cam Newton. I guess so. I get to yourself and run. I guess so. Those are tough. Those are those are definitely tough. Uh, we learned that one of the players who is inducted into the Hall of Fame and also a Supreme Court justice, which I did not know. Yeah, Alan Page. Helped build the physical building of the Hall of Fame, which I think is pretty cool. Good for him for getting his education. Yeah. Supreme Court Justice Alan Page. You're probably not allowed to come on the podcast, but if you want to come talk about your football career, please. Why wouldn't he be allowed? Supreme Court justices are sworn to secrecy. We won't ask him about being a judge. We'll ask him about his football career. All right. He's a legend. He is. Total legend. I bet he's the only Supreme Court justice in the Hall of Fame. He probably is the only (laughs) Supreme Court justice in the Hall of Fame. Who was the guy? Someone won MVP and got a phone call from President Nixon. He won the Super Bowl. Yeah. I don't know. But it was MVP. Yeah. I don't remember who it was. We have short-term memories. Uh, shout out to Jim Thorpe. Yeah. He has a statue who just says, the legend. He's That's all you need. He's outstanding. He's the first player who got paid to play professional football. And he's just a freak athlete. He, he was voted the best athlete of the first half of the 20th century. Um, and to do that, it has to be over multiple sports. He was extremely skilled. He ran, I'm pretty sure he ran track for the U.S. in the Olympics. And this says that he got an Olympic award that is still not recognized because he was a professional athlete. 
who were not allowed to participate in the Olympics. And now all we have is professional athletes in the Olympics. How weird is that? Shout out to DK Metcalf. He didn't make it. I know. He tried. He did try, we and he didn't finish last. We appreciate him. I, I can't wait for him to make the Olympics. He will one year. Man's fast. Tyreek Hill, it's your turn. You'll definitely make it. Nah, put DK out there. But put them both out there. T- DK's got the big legs for the big strides. Yeah. The legs, the thigh imprints. That was insane. For the size of my abdomen. Jerome Bettis has the biggest legs I've ever seen in my life. Maybe that's why his nickname was The Bus. It was The Bus. Wow. Saquon's going to be in there. Yeah, Saquon's definitely going to be in there. Regardless of mixing the Hall of Fame or not. Yeah. He'll be... The, how about the largest ring ever made for the fridge? The fridge. Yeah, that, fr- that that was a big ring. You could you could probably fit two of my fingers inside that ring. Yeah. Yep. I'm curious what, how some of these players come to part with some of these memorabilia items. Yeah. Like Calvin Johnson, you could tell, wasn't his locker that he had. There, he, he didn't give that much away to them. He gave, gave him a, co- a lot. He gave him a copy of his jersey. His college jersey, and there wasn't really much else in there. Yeah. Peyton gave them a lot. Peyton gave them the playbook. Both yeah. helmets, both playbook, or a playbook. Um, both. Well, it also goes in his favor because he played for two teams, so he yeah. has, you, you're given more. Yeah. And then all the merchandise in the Hall of Fame, which kind of annoyed me, was either Peyton Manning Colts merchandise or Peyton Manning Broncos merchandise. Yeah. They need to just make it Peyton Manning merchandise. Pey- Pey- yeah, Peyton Manning merchandise. Like, I'm pretty sure. It's this, a the shirt that I bought today, you could have got with him wearing a Bronco uniform. But yeah. it, they just, yeah. Like we said, everybody was there to see Peyton Manning. We were there to see Peyton Manning. We were. But um, we benefited off seeing Charles Woodson in the same class. We were going regardless. Yeah. So in five years, we're going to be back here seeing Drew Brees. Yeah, we'll be back for Drew. Hopefully, Eli will be in there with him. <coughs> I don't think so. Oh, we saw a little tribute to the Mannings. Archie, Cooper, Eli, and Peyton. They had a shrine in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, they had a little shadow box with something from everyone. More than one thing from everyone. It was yeah. all sorts of stuff in there. Ryan Fitzpatrick was in the Hall of Fame. Ryan Fitzpatrick was in the Hall of Fame. Justin Jefferson was in the Hall of Fame. The one thing that made both of us mad was The weekend Had his suit from the halftime show in the Hall of Fame. And I don't like that. Because you weren't a fan? I hated that halftime show. Yeah. Hated. It, I will say that the Road to the Super Bowl theater they had. That was cool. With the moving audience. Which I didn't understand because it just turned us 180 degrees. And then for most of it, you just looked at a wall yeah. that had nothing on it. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought the uh, the story and the coverage, even though we all know what, what happened already, was cool. And, the, you know, like the having people on the mic and just mm-hmm. hearing the raw emotion was nice. Mm-hmm. Tom we saw Brady Lombardi and Lenny. Yeah, we saw Lombardi Lenny. Lombardi Lenny running we, the touchdown run. We saw Tom Brady and Gronk having a good old time. That's all I do. Yeah. Two TDs. Two TDs. That's what they kept yelling. We all know what was going to happen. Yeah. We saw it coming. We did. It was just the rundown of the season. And, uh, of course, the one game that they had to put in there was the Raiders beating the Jets. Why are you so upset about that? Because we were tanking. The, and, Jets, the Jets lost anyways. Every game. It doesn't matter. Ugh. Maybe they're trying to showcase Darren Waller. They were. That's who caught it. A Hail Waller Mary. the baller. 
Listen, all well, I know. I love that fella. Lombardi Lenny or Waller the I Baller. I love Lombardi Lenny. Why not? I love Darren Waller. Shout out Lombardi Lenny. Yeah, you can have a shout out. I just don't love you all like right. that. All right. You're a little bit lower than I don't, I don't like Tom like that. That's fine. All right. I don't have a problem with that. I just don't think you deserve to be booed. We saw Brett Favor. Yeah, we did. That's Brett Favre. That's how they called his name on draft night. So I like to keep that joke going. Yeah, I didn't think he was at the stadium, though. I thought he was. I didn't see it. I didn't. I don't know. Don G. Marino. Don G. Marino. They were both there. A lot. A lot I mean, most of the Hall of Famers were there. Yeah. Besides, uh, there's only a, 183 that are alive. So, they, yeah, they had a memorial for the ones that passed past year. Definitely a tough year. Coach Cower was there. Getting inducted. Yeah. 2020 class. They wait. all had to wait. Mm-hmm. The Centennial class. So it's just a. All, all the walls are basically the same size for each year in the 2020 class. There's probably two or three of those walls yeah. together. Yeah, easily. With all the bus. Bus are ridiculous. They're same with so the, cool. Same with the rings. If you look at the bus from like 1960 and the rings from 1960, and then you go to the end, the, the difference is, is ridiculous. What did we see? 300-something diamonds? It started off with what, six? One. One? Yeah. And went to 300. The, That's ridiculous. Apparently, the, the bucks... Ring this past year opens up from the top and, and Raymond James Stadium is, is inside. How crazy is that? It's, I, too, I'm it's gonna, too gaudy. I'm gonna try and find a video of that. I want to see that. Yeah, I mean, it was on the, the television, but we just didn't watch it. Yeah, too much to do, too much to see. We spent six hours, we did in the Hall of Fame, and only one of them was in the gift shop. Spent an hour in the gift shop, yeah. Gift shop was cool. It was. They didn't have much to impress me, though. No, it seemed like a lot of uh, tchotchkes. Ever heard that term? No, I haven't. Tchotchkes? Never heard that it's term. It's like, uh, you know, like keychains, magnets. All right. So basically, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have the most gaudy ring ever. I mean, they literally put their stadium on the inside. It's a little much. It is. With a with a diamond in the tunnel to symbolize them. Come on, really? Come on. Yeah, that's it's all inside of the ring. That's a lot of detail. I mean, shout out uh, people who do that. Yeah, a lot. but it's a little much to order, don't you guys think? Like the Broncos ring for Super Bowl Fifty was huge, but it was just diamonds. This is like it may look small. Yeah, and it's literally just uh. A diamond ring with a gold stadium on the inside. A little much. A little too much. But, you know, it's Tom's seventh, so. Yeah. I'm sure rings go get Go bigger, bo- go home. I'm sure rings get boring for him. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got to shout out Mark yeah. from the Sports Museum in Boston. Yeah. Jake came to visit a couple days early. That's actually Eric. Eric. Not Mark. You're a legend, Eric. Thank you for your service, man. Yeah. Also a veteran. Taught us a whole bunch. Yeah. Mark sucks. Mark sucks. Mark's the guy. He was terrible. Yeah. You know what Mark told us? He's a know-it-all. Mark told us the team that was originally in New England went to uh, Baltimore and became the Colts and then moved to Indianapolis, and that's just not true because the Baltimore Colts moved to Cleveland and became the Browns. Shout out Jim Brown. Shout out Jim Brown. But this is way after Jim Brown. Shout out Alan Fenica. 
Well, apparently I didn't know who he was till yesterday. I don't know why you kept getting confused <laughs> so much. I felt so bad for the dude that went after Peyton. Yeah. Because nobody was listening to this poor guy. No. And, like, it was his night, too, just yeah. as equally. He had a bust and everything. And But David Baker was like, no, nah, we're putting Peyton right smack dab in the middle. Yeah. Kind of rude of uh, what's, uh, Calvin Johnson to say. And me going after Peyton. There's a whole guy in front of you, bud. That was that was John Lynch. Oh, John Lynch, yeah. Yeah. All right, so moving on from the Hall of Fame, we got current events. Um, let's see, where do we start here? Uh, the most interesting news to me from this week is that the Panthers are reportedly keeping an eye on Deshaun Watson as a potential target. Uh, Deshaun Watson has been out. The past week with a leg, ankle, foot injury, whatever it may be, he and decided to today. practice as of today's recording, which is August, Monday, yeah. August 9th. But a report came out that the Panthers were looking for him as a potential quarterback for their team going forward, as well as several other teams have been reported, but none have been named specifically like the Panthers have. And, uh, you know, it could happen. Uh, I, As we both said in this podcast, though, I don't think Deshaun Watson is going to play football in the league. I don't think it's it depends really it comes down to whatever the NFL wants to do I think the Texans would be more than happy to have him start um I think the NFL is gonna step in and say uh no no he's not allowed to play I don't think so they would have kicked him out of the league already yeah because there's still allegations against him that haven't been proven false. well I yeah but they haven't been proven true either it's still under investigation they're not gonna kick him out they don't have to. Look at Colin Kaepernick. They didn't even kick him out. Yeah. I mean, but, kick him out. but he got cut. Yeah, he got cut because he wasn't good, though. Yeah. I mean, this guy's his, not, his last couple seasons we've talked about. This guy's in the, his prime, and he's yeah. elite. And I don't think Deshaun wants to play for Houston. I, I don't think I don't see Deshaun suiting up for Houston. They said when he came back today, he reiterated that he wanted to be traded. Yeah. But he did practice. Maybe just to keep sharp for another team. Yeah. I think he'd do, he'll do, he would do all right. With the Panthers, you know, you pair him with Christian McCaffrey, that'd be talent-wise on paper, pretty disgusting. Yeah, but I mean, it's it all depends on if the players are willing to play with him too. Because if you don't have the chemistry, forget how talented you are. You're not gonna have a good team. <laughs> the Browns. Yeah, exactly. But theoretically, if he was a soup as a Panther and play, I think they'd win a couple more games. They would. Because right now they have Darnold. Who's not bad, but you know if you can get Deshaun Watson, you go out and get Deshaun it's an Watson. It's an upgrade. Total upgrade. Josh Allen gets a mega deal. He Two hundred fifty mil over six years. He absolutely Disgusting. deserves it. He yeah. Um, I want to say this. Didn't tell you this off the podcast. Uh, now that you're paid, Josh Allen. You gotta beat the Chiefs. He will. Yeah. Well, prove it. He will do it. He will. It's time. I, I'm going to say within the next, it's a four-year contract. Six. They'll be in the Super Bowl. I hope so. They'll, they'll be AFC Championship or Super Bowl. No, they. if it's AFC Championship, it's going to be against the Chiefs. Yeah. Because the Chiefs and them are going to be one and two seeds going forward. They they will be in the Super Bowl in the next six years. You have to. You have to. You don't have a choice. Making that much money, unless you're Dak, Pre- Dak Prescott, because Jerry Jones got money. You have to be in the Super Bowl. It's not even about that. They're they're saying you're our guy. Yeah. They told Dak you're our guy too. Dak needs to prove himself. Yeah. Which he did in the beginning of last year after before he got hurt. But uh, 
if you're jo if you're Josh Allen, now it's time to be like, all right, I'm top dog here, and you got to go after <laughs> the only quarterback with more guaranteed money than you at this point. Yeah. Um, prove yeah. prove to the league that it was a mistake that you were drafted so low. Yeah. And they were talking today about Baker looking at an extension and everybody else from his draft. The only one that's really close to getting an extension or should be paid more is possibly Lamar. Yeah. Baker Lamar, Baker's going to sign a contract. Yeah, but I just don't – Baker isn't that amazing to me. No. he's. They're going to take his fifth year, and then he's going to sign a contract at the end of the next season. So it's Josh Allen time this year. Why not this year? Besides their, their running games. No, they'll, they'll make it. They'll make it to the AFC Championship game. No problem. Absolutely. You gotta beat. You gotta beat. Patrick you gotta Mahomes. beat Pat Mahomes. You gotta beat Tennessee Titans. You gotta beat Julio Jones now. And you can. You should. You absolutely can. You should. You, Josh Allen to Stephon Diggs is a deadly combo. Yes. Hundred percent. And yes, their running game is a little lacking, but you know what? I think Zach Moss will pick it up. Teams have done it with less. He'll fix it. Another news this was interesting. Uh, Tom Brady throwing some shade at the NFL. So the total value of franchises, you know, highest valued NFL teams came out this year. Um, we can talk about which teams are, are worth the most, but really everybody went up uh, 14% overall, and the salary cap was announced lower was low was lowered 20 percent um so brady basically posted saying you know wake up nfl players look at what's going on here basically just saying go get your money you know tailing off what we just spoke about with with josh allen um so if these franchises are are increasing in in total value that means they should be having more money to invest into their players and they should be giving their players more money but speaking of outrageous contracts, Cam Newton getting $14 million on a one-year deal. That's ridiculous. Much. And he's going to sit on the bench for half the season. That's Probably. That's insane. Probably. That's absolutely insane. $14 million to be a bench warmer. Come on, Cam. That's a lot. You must have the most outstanding agent in the game. A lot of them are the same agent. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure Cam has a good one. But other players are getting ripped off. Need to, uh, you know, they should be getting paid their money. I can't name any off the top of my head, but uh, it's a good point. If the franchises are making more money, their players should be making more money. Can I take a guess on who the most expensive franchise is? Yeah. The Dallas Cowboys. You'd be right. Yep. Dallas is one. New England is two. The Giants are three. The Rams are four because they just got a brand new stadium. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Washington football team. The Niners. The Bears. The Jets at eight. Philly and Denver. Ten straight highest valued NFL teams. Uh, Cowboys are worth $6.5 billion. And for some reason, there was a conversation about not being able to pay Dak Prescott. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. No, I, I have a feeling that's more Jerry Jones and his sons being like, do we want to I pay think we you? saw Jerry Jones. No, I don't think we saw Jerry Jones. It, kind of looked, it was a doppelganger there. Yeah, it was definitely a doppelganger, but I don't think it was Jerry Jones. I also don't think Jerry Jones would be in Canton for this. He's a Hall of Famer. I, he's, he's bound a, to this brotherhood now. He's very wealthy. He's got better things to do. I don't think he does. Yeah. This is what he's making his money doing. He's an oil well, tycoon. Not anymore. <laughs> um, this is hilarious. Nick Foles throwing shade at the Bears. That was awesome. So, right now, the Bears' depth chart 
at quarterback is Andy Dalton, who Matt Nagy announces starting, and Justin Fields, and Nick Foles. Who made this order? I, I don't know. I'm guessing Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy but doesn't basically, know how to coach a team. We already knew this. We're, we're, I'm, I actually like Matt Nagy. Not because of this, but previously I did like him. Paraphrasing here, Nick Foles, you know, he was asked about possibly getting traded because Carson Wentz is now injured. What else is new? He was basically asked, like, you know, how do you feel with the trade? Whatever, whatever. And he goes, I'm just keep throwing it to these third stringers until I'm, you know, until something happens. And then, uh, so, so Frank Reich is the current coach of the Colts. Try saying that. And uh, Carson Wentz is, is injured again. So... The Colts need a quarterback if they're hoping to be competitive this year in a very, very tough division. So, Nick Foles and Frank Wright go way back. And, and you uh, know what? It happened in Philly. Why can't it happen again in Indy? Frank Wright was on the Eagles team? No. Carson Wentz was the starting quarterback, and Nick Foles came in. Oh, jeez. Can you imagine the nightmare that would be for Carson, Carson Wentz? Wentz is going to hate this man. He probably already does. <laughs> Serious resentment. Uh, so they're talking about a possible reunion there, but Carson Wentz going down and Qu- uh, Quentin Nelson went down yeah, this week. Did see that two two major blows to the Colts, especially if they're planning on running the ball anytime soon with with the carousel of running backs they now have they over have there. So many. I mean, clearly now Naheem Hines is going to be a legend. Yeah, already Hall of Fame bound. No, uh, forty-one Ma- point fantasy game. Marlon Mack coming back. That's going to be awesome. The ACL tear. I'm excited for that. Saquon Barkley, as of today's recording, had his first his first uh, practice back off the pup list. Um, I'm very excited as a Giants fan for that. Although, we had, uh, this past week, four linemen retire in one week. Uh, I can't believe this. It's literally an entire line. Um, you know, it's August already. Yeah. And offensive lineman Zach Fulton was just like, you know what? I'm done. It's it for me. Calls it a, uh, a career after seven years. Um, our backup center, Joe Looney, uh, just retired during the week. Decided, hey, it's enough for me. And we signed, so we signed this linebacker, Todd Davis. The same day we signed him, he retired. Nice. He didn't want to play for the Giants. Yeah, sure. I doubt that's the reason. Um... And then Kelvin Benjamin, I don't know why they count us as a fourth person because he was cut. But we signed him. We talked about it on this podcast. And then he retired. So we're, as normal, trying to uh, piece together an offensive line. So Saquon's just going to be, I don't know what's going to happen. I hope he doesn't get hurt again. That's all. He, I think he'll be fine. Didn't you guys spend $200 million on an offensive line? Not too long ago. No, it was a bunch of pieces. Oh, it was a lot of different pieces. But um, hopefully we get back Nate Soldier, who's too sat out with COVID. Yeah, he'll be back. He'll be back. And then uh, apparently Kenny Galladay is not having such a great time in New York. Oh boy. I've heard there's been some struggles there. Oh boy. Which isn't great because uh, I was looking forward to having yet another weapon. I do think that the Giants, and I already said this, should have spent their draft capital on offensive linemen. Yes. And not. Another receiver. There weren't that many. Teams. There really were not that many. There weren't linemen. that many, but there were a couple stand above players that we probably should have went and got. I will say I'm excited CJ Mosley is back for the Jets after sitting out last year. Yeah. Big fan of CJ Mosley. Yeah. Always. Big hitter. 
we'll see now. It's been it's been a year. We'll see what he's like. RG3 uh, has signed with ESPN to commentate on college football. It's probably better than commentating on NFL football because he was very productive. He's a Heisman winner. That's what they do. Tim Tebow did it too. He's going to come back like Tim Tebow? Nope. Yeah, because his leg is probably in a million pieces. It definitely is. He was a, uh, a Baylor alumni. He was? Where my sister goes. So I guess shout out to RG3 because I didn't go to a major sports school. We're I do. Gonna, we're not going to discuss that. I do. Um, Jamal Adams is currently holding out on his contract with the Seahawks. They're going to cut him. You don't cut Jamal Adams. Well, they're going to. No. They're not going to pay him. That's the worst take. They're not going to pay him. Why not? Because he wants too much money. It's the same reason the Jets let him walk. He wanted wanted too much money, and the Jets traded him because they didn't want to pay him that much. That's not letting him walk if he traded player. They traded him because he was talking smack. Yeah, well, there's no way the Seahawks are just going to let go of Jamal Adams, who has made a major difference on their defense. They're going to do the same thing the Jets did. Well, if no one wants to pay the money, what's going to happen? He's going to keep getting one-year deals. He's worth it. He is worth it. If every if 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 Brady's saying that every franchise went up twenty percent in value, how come no one's paying Jamal Adams? He's a top five safety. In the league. He absolutely is, and the Jets should have paid him, and the Seahawks should pay him, but they're not going to. Because the Seahawks defense, where is it? It's been missing since like twenty seventeen. So Jamal Adams played twelve games last season. He needs to go to a team. That once a he had nine and a half sacks. Yeah, for safety. That's crazy. He's also fast. Very fast. Yeah. That's he, that's he can be used anywhere. Yeah, he needs to go to a team that is a win now, one year, pay him a lot to prove his worth. Yes, he's already proved his worth with the Jets and the Seahawks, but he needs to prove it to a team that'll pay him to stay around. But Seattle should pay him because they Seattle is a win now team. They are. And the Jets should have paid him, and they should never have let him walk. But that's the Jets' uh, way. Let the good ones leave. Yeah, it's unfortunate. So, apparently, for the past couple of years, the NFL has been in talks with Germany, the United Kingdom, and Mexico to possibly add a couple more franchises for the um, global market for the game. Um, and I, I actually did a project on this a couple years for my mark, a couple years ago for one of my marketing classes on how big NF, the NFL is actually overseas. And from, I worked with a college in Germany and we talked about, um, the NFL compared to soccer and the NFL is huge in Germany from the research that we got. But also, the other thing is, there was the NFL Europe League back in the 90s, and um, what was it, NFL World or something, and it thrived. It was, it like, it worked. I, I have no problem adding two, four, six new teams to the league, and either having them play each other, or having them do six weeks here, six weeks there. Uh, I think... A couple things. There's football is very close to like rugby, so I think the international appeal is kind of easy. Uh, also, I think if 
the NFL makes a Euro League mm-hmm. for namesake in the world we live in with COVID, and I know restrictions are easing up. They'd probably start off with the European teams playing each other for a while before mm-hmm. they entertained any of that. But the NFL did just schedule London games for the season, so maybe we not. We four, four games in London this year, first time yeah. since the European League left. So it's uh, it'd be interesting. I I, I I don't think I don't think I think every sport in America is trying to become bigger, and obviously the biggest sport is soccer, and it's not close. But you see close. the NBA's reach internationally, and the NFL—they're just trying to expand their brand. But the other thing is, all the other sports ha- are international already. They all have a team in Canada. The NFL is the only one that doesn't have an international team. Yeah, but like Canada, like really isn't that far. Like if yeah. you're trying to reach, but neither Asia, is Mexico. Put a team in Mexico, Mexico right. City. They played a game. Right, but if you're trying to reach an international audience, I don't think staying on the North, North America and South American yeah. continents is the answer. Mm-hmm. Also, the NFL doesn't have the luxury of having a player like Michael Jordan. Exactly. There is no Michael Jordan. I mean, there's Tom Brady, but I don't think Tom Brady has nearly the reach and influence that Michael Jordan does. He doesn't. I mean, Jordan's, Jordan, the ju- Jordan's the jump man. Yeah, but also, that's an international superstar who played in Olympic Games, was known worldwide for playing basketball. Football's not an Olympic game. There's no world stage for football. Yeah, but also, Jordan... Is like, the jump man exactly? But no, I was, I was no, but I was gonna say about the Olympics. Like, oh, go ahead. Were the Olympics really worthwhile? Like, you had Magic and Bird, but before that, like, were the Olympics worth watching for basketball? Let's say for other countries, oh. yes, not for American basketball, because for, prior to the Dream Team, I don't think uh, professional athletes were allowed to play. They changed the rule. My, my point is, like, I think Jordan helped heighten the awareness of basketball internationally. Well, actually, it's not even my opinion. He did change mm-hmm. that. And I think the fact that there's no NFL Olympics, it, it's a valid point. It doesn't. So the NFL is probably going about it a different way and trying to spread their influence and their interest in the sport. Mm-hmm. So. Like we'll see. I'm not like I said. I'm not opposed to a Euro League NFL thing. I so, I think that they should have at least in the infancy of the program, the Euro League teams play each other for the time being, and until it gets, you know, like it's not like where in the NBA you get players from Europe come over and they're superstars like Luca or Dirk or somebody how did like I that. I know you were gonna say Luca. He's because he's recent and they're two and zero against the Clippers right now. So, what's good? You're not, yeah. Like we have to see the quality of these European NFL players. I suppose it's so weird because there's... the NFL, the NFL is like the National Football League, but it's attempting to be international. So I will tell you, off the top of my head, uh. This is going back to when I did my project. There's one German player in the NFL right now. Like completely German or what? Yeah, from Germany. 
Sebastian Vollmer. That's what I was thinking of. What I was going to say is the I did a poll um, for... I just pulled up my project, actually, since we were talking about this. There, What are the five most well-known sports or NFL franchises in the world, do you think? If I had to guess? Yeah. Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Steelers. Yep. Let me think. San Francisco 49ers. No. Really? Yeah. Let me let me keep going. Probably the Giants or the Jets because it's New York. No. Let me keep thinking. Is it is it a team with like a name that got changed? No. Okay, good. Like that wouldn't be like the Houston Oilers or something stupid yeah, like that. Yeah. No, no, no. They're current teams. Hmm. The Patriots. Yep. That's three or four. Yep. Three. three. The Raiders. No. Hmm. You want a hint? One more guess, and I'll take one. Okay. All right, give me a hint. Smallest market in the game. Did I say the Packers? You did not say the Packers, but the Packers are who I was talking about. There's one more. Of course, the Packers. That's Lombardi Trophy. Duh. Yeah. The Bears. No. What? All right, tell me the last one. Twelfth man. Seattle. Yeah. Wow. So what was so what was the name like the most recognized? The Dallas Cowboys by far. No, but like, what was the question again? Oh, the most popular teams in the world. Internationally. Yeah. Yeah. So I was trying to guess like, I guess the Raiders wouldn't be, but I was just thinking of big dynasties. Mm Mm-hmm. So San Francisco was one or wasn't? Was not. That's surprising to me. They, when I, when we, because we did like uh, Zoom meetings with them, and when we asked them if they knew about like the Jerry Rice and all that, they didn't know who Jerry Rice was. They knew who Tom Brady was. That hurts they my did soul. not know who, it hurts my soul too. That really hurts my soul. I have a Jerry Rice frame here that I need to hang up. I haven't done it yet. He's staring at you. I would love, I would love that. That's interesting, uh, though. That's actually really interesting. Yeah, I but like I remember talking about them, and then we got into like stadiums that could hold NFL games, soccer stadiums. I didn't know this until I did this project. Soccer stadiums are way bigger than football stadiums. Did you know that? I didn't know, but I could have assumed that soccer yeah. is so much bigger than any other sport. It's like they're massive. They're huge. They're, it, yeah, it's not even close. But uh, we went into it. Like I'm not going to go into the financials of it, but we went into it. There's the interest for it. There's the room to house the games, and there's a fan base, and there's also sponsorships that are willing to work with the NFL. Coke, for instance, already. Pepsi, I know, works with the NFL more, but Pepsi's a U.S. brand. Coke is an international company who I'm sure would love to work with the NFL. Yeah, like I said, I'm not against it. Do they, I'm wondering if they have people there that are of the physical stature to play the game. In Germany? Anywhere. Yeah, Germany has its own football league. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like the NFL, just Germany? Yeah. There's like six teams, but... 
Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Like you said, it's, it's a good point. It's hard to have influence when you don't have an Olympic sport and you don't have like a Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. I, I, Tom Brady is the closest thing they have. Yeah, but also football is such a team sport where it's like, like Tom Brady is credited with most of the success, but not in the same way that Jordan is credited with the Bulls' success. Exactly. Like it's so much I easier mean, to point to Jordan and say he's the reason why they won. Yeah, but it's eleven versus five. No, that's you know, eleven. That's eleven appearances. No, 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 no. Eleven players on a football offense versus five players on a basketball team. Oh yeah. That's yeah. also true. Yeah, yeah so German- that's what I mean. It's a team sport. It's all it's all a team sport, but it's it's. I think you take on more of a workload and more of the share of your team's success in basketball than in football. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, the greatest athlete conversation is so hard to have. Exactly. Uh, I just learned something interesting that I did not know. So the German Football League, shortened for the GFL, actually plays by the college rules and not the NFL rules. Pussies. I mean, that's interesting. To the me. only the only college football rule I don't like is that if you have one foot in bounds, it, ca- it counts as a catch. I hate yeah, that. Yeah, no, that's not a catch. That's the that dumbest rule ever. How are you preparing these players to the NFL? Well, it's just it's. I guess they're trying to do like the. No, don't, don't uh, defend it. Don't defend it. I, here, here's the thing. It's wrong. It's wrong. But they're trying to get them to do flashy catches, maybe. But you can get. But we get flashy catches without that. We get one-handed catches with tapping toes. So that's more impressive to me. But it's more impressive if you get two feet in and one foot. I mean, still the most impressive catch I've ever seen is San Antonio Holmes in the Super Bowl. Diving out of the back one. of the end zone. I don't know if that was. I mean, it was impressive, but it wasn't the most for me. Don't say Odell. Why? No. All right. Tyree. Tyree is pretty impressive. The whole. Not if we're just talking about like the actual catch itself or the play, like the overall play is that's up there. Eli Manning scrambling, about to get sacked, about to get yanked down. Yeah. And he just spins out of it. it, it it's wild. And listening to the. The um, the New York broadcasters, like radio talk people, freaking like call the play, out. freaking yeah. out. It's great. I love it. I can hear it in my head. Yeah. <laughs> so that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, make sure you follow us on at How About Them Halfbacks on Instagram. Uh, we've started posting more content. We know we haven't posted a lot, but we're posting more. We have pictures from the Hall of Fame up and all the busts. We also have a face reveal up there. Not yet. Oh, not, not as, yet. Not as of this recording, but it's coming very soon. It, it will be out by the time you're listening to this. Even though everybody knows we look like already. Yeah. But um, this is season two. NFL season is shortly on their way. This coming week, this Thursday, is the first preseason game of, of the year. Which I will not be watching. I'll watch the highlights after because the preseason sucks. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye.